0: Law Focus Podcast. Law Focus with Millicent Duwenni and Teppo Mojave. Tuesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. on PowerFM.
1: Good and welcome to Law Focus on YFM wow 88.1. You're with Tapu Mahapi and we have Millicent back uh, who's been away for a while. We've missed her um, for the last couple of months of 2020. She went on sabbatical but we are glad to announce that she's back with us today and for the foreseeable future. So we're going to have our regular uh, kind of, you know, way of, of, of running the show from now on because it'll be the both of us again. Uh, and that's a really good thing. But I know for, the most, of, for most of us this year started off on a, something of a difficult note. Uh, we had our very hard lockdown restrictions. Um, we had a spike in, in the COVID infections. And we, many of us have lost family members, lost our health, etc., etc. But we hope uh, that the worst of it is over. Now that uh, the country seems to be adjusting back to something normal, uh, perhaps uh, what's coming forward now will be better things to come. But, uh, be that as it may, we are here to bring you the best in uh, the legal world, as well as legal stories, every week as we've done for the last few years. We hope you enjoy it.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to be back. Good evening to all our law focused listeners. Um, I, I really feel honored to be back. It was a difficult year last year, I think for many of us as Tevwa has said, and I needed to take a, a bit of a sabbatical. You know, sometimes life really gets to you and you feel like you're drowning and you're not managing, you're not coping. Um, I was in that stage definitely last year. Um, you know, you've got work, you've got studies and everything becomes a bit too much and and um i was i was blessed to be able to 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 go um for was it two months or so in that's and while he was holding the fort um so that i could manage mental mm. health is important um sometimes we take it for granted but we really should not. And I'm blessed to be back and I hope you guys will continue this new year with us throughout. I think we've got a lot of really interesting, um, fascinating shows coming up and we hope that you're going to be joining us from now henceforth throughout the rest of uh, the year, not only for tonight's show. Yeah, Tapo?
1: Yeah, it's really good to have you back and we are excited for the rest of the year.
2: Thank you. Right, remember that
1: In our first week of the month, what we love to do is to introduce somebody from the legal fraternity to give us a little bit of a chat about what it's like to be in the legal fraternity. Now, that could be an advocate, a lecturer, uh, an attorney, uh, a student of the law. Uh, Today, we've got an attorney coming to speak to us a young dynamic attorney and he's going to speak to us about his experiences within the legal fraternity so far particularly as a young African person um, in these very very trying times nothing uh, is the same as it was a year ago or two years ago so it'll be interesting to see how the last year or so has impacted on
2: uh, various professionals view. I've been wondering about that especially for lawyers, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've been wondering, is it better or is it, you know,
1: worse? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, the the, the legal fraternity is one of the most conservative but this has really forced some new innovations and we'll find those out, I guess, as the year progresses. in the good news, actually, vaccine. The vaccine has arrived, and we saw the aircraft arriving. I think it's one million AstraZeneca vaccines. They arrived at uh, O.R. Tumble yesterday, and they're now going to be stored at a cold storage facility in a warehouse in Johannesburg. Let us hope that the temperature is set right, because, woo. Uh, that can go very wrong very quickly, although uh, I think it's so important that I don't think they can get it wrong. The uh, much-awaited shipment arrived yesterday, and it's a big, big milestone for the country uh, because it does mean we've secured some vaccines, not all, but some vaccines, and we can begin uh, to roll those out and hopefully really put this thing eventually under control, and hopefully we can go back to what we were used to a long time ago yesterday the the president made an awful lot of announcements and I think much of it came as a relief some people perhaps have got a little bit of frustrations but you get the normal people that complain about things Uh, for the most part I think South Africans were quite happy about the announcement that we had yesterday although we're still on level 3 adjusted it's just gone 8 minutes past 7 o'clock you're with me Tapa Mohapi and Melissa Ndoueni and this is Law Focus
2: yes she's back and uh you know, twenty twenty one has really started with a bang. I would I would say, um, for South Africa at least. Um, for starters, it is the first time this year that we have our institutions of higher learning not yet opened. Um, they will be opening in March. So for many people who. Uh, part and parcel of this uh, show of the station supporting us. Um, They they are still away, waiting for a lot of their school um, documents to be ready for their applications. If you were in matric last year, you're still waiting for your results. So there's just a lot going on. Um, So that's something new that we need to acclimatize to the online learning. Um, Everything has kind of delayed stuff. So uh, that's the one thing that we are looking out for. Right now um, I think the other thing that, that, That's interesting That's taken place Is the Zuma Concord case Yeah um, We have now heard That the constitutional Court Has ruled That he Must appear before the Commission of State Inquiry and Mm. if he does not, obviously he will be in contravention of the law. Of course you may have heard that he has said that he's not going to appear. It's going to be interesting to see how that is going to be dealt with. This is something that we'll uh, talk about a bit more in our legal hotspots that will be coming up shortly. Of course, you know that you're welcome to contribute to our conversation. Uh, You can call us. We are available on the dial on 011 717 9881. You can also reach us on our various social media platforms and be part of the show. We are available on Twitter at VowFM using the hashtag LawFocus. You can also contact us on Facebook. We are VowFM. FM. Of course, we have podcasts that are available. Just visit vits.journalism.co.za forward slash law or the VITS Radio Academy page on IONO. We are also, by the way, available on Spotify. So many, many, many places where you can definitely get in contact with us. Um, I think we were also uh, wanting to extend... Our invitation not only to people who want to engage in the show, but if you are in the legal field, you have studied law, and you have a good understanding of it, and you want to actually be featured on the show, we also want you to, uh, you know, contact us. Um, We are available um, on email, refillware.fm mekwa at vits.ac.za. we will repeat this again uh, towards the end refilwe with a w um, r-e-f-i-l-w-e dot m-e-k-o-a at z a. so that is for people who have studied or are practicing in the legal profession and would like to be featured on the show whether you want to come and uh, like what we're going to be doing tonight be part of a profile interview where you share your journey and inspire other people tell us about your expertise or you want to analyze uh, a particular aspect aspect of the law you are more than welcome to also engage with us um by contacting us so that we can definitely reach out and invite you Okay, and then the weather, let's talk about the weather Oh my goodness, South Africa's weather nowadays Let's talk about Joburg's weather The rain, the rain has been going Crazy, it's been falling for the past few Days and motorists um, Have been cautioned to be Alert on the road, so if you are driving Right now, please be very cautious There's a lot of potholes in some places It's, uh, it's, it's somewhat flooding So you need to be very, very Careful, Ghatting emergency services Are on high alerts um, Because of the heavy downpours that have been taking place across the province Rounding up all, all the top stories of the week is Legal Hotspots
1: Right, we're right back to my favourite part of the show, the Legal Hotspots I find these interesting because it really is what's going on in our world right here and right now I think the most important legal topic we have today is the former President Jacob Zuma. He released a statement uh, yesterday and he said that he won't be cooperating with the State Capture Commission unless the Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zonder ceases to be the chair of that commission. He said that in a written statement, which was widely circulated, and he compared um, the Constitutional Court, which said that he must appear before the State Capture Commission, he compared the Constitutional Court to the apartheid government. He also made comparisons between himself and the famed and very revered political activist Robert Sobukwe. Uh, he stated his issue... Is that he feels as though he's being mistreated by the South African judicial system that is the Commission and the con court and that if he is uh, obliged to go to jail he will this will perhaps be one of the biggest constitutional uh, quandaries that our country has faced. it doesn't sound like a big deal but it could be uh, because what do we do from here if he is in contempt of court is he pardon is he is he in content of court by not appearing before the commission and what do we do about it if he doesn't appear so it will be a very interesting one and he's leaving the country apparently to go for medical treatment which is another little bit of spanner in the works but we'll see
2: so that is a thing The Russian uh, medical treatment it is actually a real thing well
1: I mean that's what people are speculating I don't think it's been confirmed but if that is the case it's going to add a a new dynamic to it uh, which
2: will just complicate things a little bit more there's definitely a lot of nuances to this conversation Uh, in in another legal uh, hotspot tonight sure. so a father imagine this he went to buy milk for his newborn baby um, who had complications. And so he went on the 7th of January, it was at around one o'clock in the morning, uh, to go and get formula milk for his baby. Of course, he was in contravention of the lockdown regulations. So on his way back from the um, hospital where he bought, United's Hospital, where he bought the milk, he was arrested by the police. So, this where your father, Nasluru, um you know, say, says that he was literally 250 meters away from home mm. um, when he was arrested. He tries to reason with the police and show them the receipt. This is where I come from. Look at the time. Um, I am not lying. And the police were having none of it. You broke the law. You are going to be arrested and uh, mm. the law will deal with you. Um, of course, he's not happy um, and he will now be pursuing legal action against the SAPS. So, Yeah, yeah that'll
1: be interesting because uh, is that an emergency running out of formula? I mean, you don't suddenly run out of formula in a minute, do you? you the see baby was born on the
2: 6th of January though. So, yeah. you, you know what oh, I mean?
1: Yeah, but okay. I am sympathetic, but I don't know if we're dealing with with an emergency there. But it's something that I think we would uh, be interested to find the outcome of. And lastly, five suspects were arrested at the Artambu International Airport uh, when six million rands worth of unregistered medicine suspected to be ivermectin was found in their possession. This is according to the Citizen newspaper. They appear before the Kempton Park Magistrates Court on Monday and it seems as if the intention was for these unregistered pills to be sold as treatment for COVID-19 and for the sellers to make a profit from the sales. This is not the first incident of people trying to profit from the illegal sale of so-called COVID medicines in South Africa. The first incident took place on the 13th of January. The National Prosecuting Authority is to make a decision on the matter by Thursday. Perhaps this would be an opportune moment uh, to, to perhaps caution South Africans not to fall for everybody who tells you that they're a medical professional and can assist you with either a vaccine or some form of treatment for COVID. Really, do your homework and make sure before you ingest, inject, whatever, um, imbibe any form of medication because who knows where it came from? It could have come from the local store uh, and you wouldn't know. So this is a cautionary tale. We'll be back right after this. Rounding up all, all the top stories of the week is Legal Hotspots. Law Focus with Millicent Dueney and Teppo Mojave. It's 19 minutes past 7 and you're back here with us on Law Focus 88.1, BfM, FM, where all of the most important topics are happening with regards to the law. Uh, If you've just joined us, today is one of our uh, profile interviews where we choose up-and-coming or an established legal professional to come and talk to us about their experiences within the legal it doesn't have to be an attorney it can be any part of the legal profession and like Millicent said earlier uh, we always like to hear from you if you want to make contact with us you want to tell us what it's like to be a lawyer to be uh, in-house counsel to be a magistrate to whatever it is that you want to do be a student uh, a legal student or law student rather. Uh, tell us what it's like you can make contact with. But today we have the pleasure of talking to uh, Nkopane Mukwena. He's the founder of a law firm, Mukwena Nkopane Incorporated, and that's based in Johannesburg. Uh, He's originally from the Free State Province. Uh, The 28-year-old grew up in a family of five. And he says he's always wanted to be a lawyer since he was a young man.
2: The pressure of seeing someone your age doing very well in life that's supposed to be an inspiration, though. So, uh, you know, <laughs> you want to stay tuned to hear how this vibrant, admitted attorney got to where he is today. Hear his story how, uh, he managed to overcome the obstacles that he encountered in life. He graduated uh, with an LLB from the University of the Free State in 2016, and his career commenced as a forensic investigator, and he also has experience um, in corporate and commercial litigation. He says that what keeps him going is that he works with every case like it is his very, very last. Yeah. In his
1: spare time, Nkwopan enjoys reading uh, relaxing books and, um, hang on, that wasn't quite what I meant to say. No, he enjoys reading books and relaxing with his loved ones. Massive football fan. I hope he's a Kaiser Chiefs supporter. One one, one can only hope. Um, And he usually this takes up a lot of his spare time over the weekends. Nkwopan, welcome to Low Focus and thank you for coming to share your story with us.
0: Good evening, Seppo, and good evening to your listeners. Thank you for
1: having me on the show. Great, great. Just to get the one question out of the way, are you part of the blessed uh, 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 Amakosi uh, uh, family? <laughs>
0: I'm sorry
1: to disappoint, Seppo. Oh. Unfortunately, I'm not. I'm, I'm your worst enemy. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. Oh, my word. Okay, now let's leave it there. Be, be, before things go sour already. <laughs> She unfortunately. Ah, well, well done for the weekend, anyway. Um,
0: no, thank you so much. Good. Let's not talk about today. <laughs> uh, We'd we rather stay at the weekend. That's
1: fine. All right. Yeah, then let's leave it at the weekend. Uh, tell me, <laughs> <laughs> what parts of the law are really where your heart is, you know, where your interests lie? So, um, I
0: think. Before I started practising, um, I always had a drawn interest in corporate um, law mm. and civil litigation. I still maintain that interest um, quite strongly, but um, I think I, when I started practising, then I developed a real interest in family law. Mm. So um, I, I think I would confine myself in terms of my interest or, or, or field of interest
1: mm.
0: into family law and civil litigation
1: mm, 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 mm. I mean, family law is a really truly a fascinating part of the law. very humane or very not not necessarily humane but human part of the law the emotions its and ambitions and so and so i can understand why it's such a an interest for you um t- t- tell us the last few months we've seen huge, huge uh, forced introductions of artificial intelligence or methods of communicating, etc. in our legal system. And in some quarters, it has created uh, perhaps some, some fears, you know, that the messengers will lose their work. All sorts of parts of the legal field um, are being taken up by artificial intelligence. What's your take on that?
0: Well, to be very honest with you, it had to happen at some point, mm. with or without COVID. Um, every field um, in the world has been developing and being overtaken by technology in such a, um, such a, you know, a, a, a magnificent way, you know. Mm. And um, at some point, we had to be affected. I think the legal field has always established itself as a very traditional field yeah, yeah.
1: um
0: and and that has been disrupted you know so I think we are at we are at a, at at a point of revolution, and for young practitioners like myself, I think we've sort of at all points always anticipated that at some point we will be overtaken by um, you know technology yeah. and it's not it's, south africa is, is not the only affected country at some point you look at canada they have a very beautiful legal system that side mm-hmm. and the usa mm-hmm. wherein before way before COVID 19 came in um they could already file uh, the documents at court while they're sitting in their office uh, mm. uh, through what you know they would call case lines and other methods and platforms on which um, one can use for technology. Mm. Um, it, you, you could, in essence, serve your opponent with documents through your phone without a need for you to go to their office. You know, this, this was coming, and yeah. unfortunately, or perhaps fortunately, COVID-19 pandemic assisted For this revolution to hit South Africa hard. So personally, I think it's a good thing. Mm. We are still faced with challenges in the legal field in terms of how we adjust to the entire thing. Um, Because, you know, as you would imagine, we have a judge who is 68 years old and suddenly the judge has to read documents which are filed online. Yeah. And um, to maneuver around that is not as easy as for me as a young person it would be. So uh, unfortunately, we still have those challenges. Yeah. But I think it's a good thing to a great extent for the legal fraternity. Mm. It's just that we need to work around the intricacies, and also the practitioners still need to get used to the new method of um, of, uh, of 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 doing things. Yeah,
1: no, no that, that's um, true. I I, I I think perhaps. South African uh, um, uh, jurists have taken too much pride in being traditional because, uh, you know, you have matters in the, not even far away, Namibia, Mauritius, which for years have been able to, to file and run their, run their papers or their whole case uh, electronically, you know, and only the appearances are, are done in person. Uh, and we're, we're too far behind the South Africans. So perhaps this was a jolt that we needed.
0: <laughs> yes, perhaps, perhaps it was because I think although it's a good thing, and I would, for any intents and purposes, advocate for 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 the technology and the advancement of you know our hearings through you know um, technological platforms. I think there are also you know um, disadvantages of it. Part of it is there are certain matters which um, you can't necessarily hear through virtual proceedings um especially like we spoke about family law earlier you you, sometimes it helps for the judge who's sitting and presiding over a matter to see the litigants Mm. to feel their pain to understand that um these children are too young not just by age but when you look at them they do need to be taken care of you know some of these things can only occur by physical presence and a feel of the physical energy yeah
2: Wow, I th- I feel like you're hard hitting from the get go. Um, you know, talking about technology and how it's important. And I feel, and, and talking about transformation in some ways already, um, judges being old and not, you know, acquainted <laughs> with technology like a young person, uh, should be. Um, so you've really hit the ground running. Um, let's, let's talk then about your observation of the legal field. What does transformation look like to you? Um, and do you think in South Africa, do you see it happening? Um, and include what you've also, you know, elaborated on about the the technology that is um, affecting the legal field across the world as well.
0: Um, yes. Um, so, transformation. I think for me, as a as a young black person in a field that has a history of being reserved for a particular group uh, and uh, a particular few um, is a very sensitive issue. And what I will basically, or rather my perspective of transformation in the legal field is informed by my own personal experiences and perhaps by those who may be young and who may be black um, because there are true realities of what we face. And unfortunately, in the legal fraternity, transformation has been um, a very slow project. It is a trajectory which everybody is speaking about, but so few are doing something about it, you know. So, your question is whether or not I see it as happening. Firstly, I think, Milson, we need to look into what are the real problems, the cut-through problems that black practitioners are going through that Indian practitioners are going through. Whether or not the white practitioners, our counterparts, are in the same level um, with us in so far as, as the practice is concerned, mm-hmm. are there still certain systematic things which perhaps are, in, you know, to a great extent, um, and maybe just maybe uh, by, you know, um, how do I put this, But but maybe just, just, perception, just subconsciously, subconsciously, yes. that the still still ignoring certain things and practices mm. which uh, are disadvantageous to certain or a group, certain group of people. Yes, the truth is we still go through a lot because um, just by a mere perception, mm. one would think that, um, and I'm I'm speaking about my own personal experiences. One would think that when you get to court, the you you still we still get faced with the perception that because. You look young and you are black. Uh, perhaps you don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's a reality. Two, you find that sometimes there's a, an overriding perception that white practitioners are better. And it's a, it's a reality. Sometimes even amongst our own colleagues, you know. Um, and, and these are the kind of things which we are faced with. And it's very difficult to find something that is systematically entrenched. Mm-hmm. Because um, where do you start, you know? It also goes with um, the the judges that we have which are sitting at our courts, and I'm not casting aspersions, but if you have someone who was a judge during apartheid and continues to be a judge to date, um, and you are a young black person in court facing an opponent who's old and, and, and white, there already sometimes gets to be this systematic perception, not necessarily personal, but just systematic, that you you may perhaps not be knowing what you're doing. And sometimes the tone gets so undermining in court when one tries to advance the point of argument on behalf of the litigant. And you feel this thing, we see this thing. Sometimes they don't happen to us. They happen to our fellow colleagues. And unfortunately, the legal profession is still at that point. And unfortunately, um, nothing much has been done to address these inadequacies, you know. Um, and I think this is what some of us see, this is what some of us talk about through the, the corridors of court, but not necessarily in public, you know. But it's a reality. This is what's happening. So to answer you, I think transformation is a trajectory which is only ideal. But in so far as what we are doing collectively to enhance transformation in the, pro- in the profession, to try and achieve the the, the the goals and purpose of the Legal Practice Act and the constitution of the country, well, not so much has been done.
2: Hmm. You, you really do make a very profound and passionate argument. Um, if you are joining us right now, it has just gone... 19.33, so it's almost 25 to 8. Um, on a Tuesday evening, you're listening to Law Focus on Vow FM with Tepo Mohapi and Melissa Remember, you can get in contact with us, even if you're outside Gauteng. We are available on live streaming. You just have to go to vowfm.co. Dot Za. Otherwise, you can just tune in uh, to ninety nine point eight, and you can also get in touch with us, Twitter at Vow FM, um, uh, Twitter at Vow using the hashtag Law Focus, or Facebook Vow and you can also dial us up 011-717-988. Eight, one. If you would like to engage in this conversation, perhaps uh, you have a burning comment that you want to to add uh, to the issues that we are raising. You've heard Nkobane, um and he's raising really profound issues um, very openly. So perhaps you want to share or tweet um, your thoughts on that. You are definitely welcome to to do so on these different platforms. Um, Nkobane, what are some? Um, I mean, share with us a bit more. i um, you know, your, your your arguments are really compelling. Growing up, what are some of your experiences and your upbringing um, that shaped your values and you even wanting to choose law as a career, considering that it's such a difficult space to be in?
0: Well, I, I think I think for me, um, so I, I grew up in a village in the Free State at a place called Tuaqwa in the east of Free State. And there was little or no hope growing up. So um, I always struggled to answer the question as to where did you draw your inspiration? You know, I, I think from within, I've always admired my father whom I, I, I think I looked up to and I think that most of the community looked up to because my father at that time when I was still young, um, was a, a public figure in this, in a small community, and he he was revered, you know, for his brains. And I always wonder why why do people think he's smart? You know, because when you stay with someone, um, you see all sides, you know, the dumb side and the the beautiful side. But I always wonder why do people think this man is smart? You know, and I think I I, I drew much inspiration from him. And as to how how did I end up with an a goal to want to be a lawyer, it's quite a difficult one to say because I I I, I, I don't have any reference as a young boy growing up of a lawyer. I, I the only time or the, the only closest thing that I could associate with a lawyer was what I saw on TV, which would be um, you know, in, in soul piece and series. Um, and, and that's when I drew my inspiration to say, well, um, perhaps, perhaps even I can actually be in the legal fraternity and, um, you know, practice as a lawyer. But, but that's in so far as it goes. So what kept me going, I think, would have been that at grade 6 already I knew I wanted to be a lawyer, and that's what I stuck with. Um, I, I will never forget a moment in primary school when we were asked, as to what do we want to do when we grow up. And that is when it really hit me hard because I had to sit down and say, I am decisive, I'm going to be a lawyer, and that was what I was going with. But I don't know exactly, I can't pinpoint exactly, as to what would have inspired that.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, now that you're in the legal profession, what do you wish you knew before you arrived
0: <laughs> <laughs> so many things, but i think I think one would be law is not it's not about wearing fancy suits, sitting in a, in a fancy office um, and drinking coffee um, that, that, That's not even a part of you know the ninety percent of what you will be faced with daily. Mm-hmm. I wish I had known that because some of these things, when you see them on TV, are quite appealing, and all of us want to look like that. Um, we somehow want to be, you know, hobby Specters of the day and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But that's nonsensical. All of that is <laughs> not what you would face in office. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew that what law or practicing law, especially litigation, entails is simply a lot of sleepless nights um a lot of hard preparation some disappointments um i think when you are in court and you are convinced with your case and you so passionately convinced because you believe in justice and the presiding officer finds against you um it's it's, it's quite disappointing it has you know i wish i knew that there is all of these experiences are what culminate culminates into what then becomes a legal profession, and what makes you a legal practitioner.
1: Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's it's it, it's complex. It's got it's a roller coaster there of emotions <laughs> and 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 <laughs> because you can be sure, yeah. I I mean I killed this case, and then shame the judgment comes down, and they ah, are no. uh, you have to look and, up to see the curb, you know uh um,
0: <laughs> it's, tough. it's it, tough it has i must i must just say it has, it, it has mm. especially when like i said i do most of um family matters so those are quite emotional matters yeah. and you'd argue your socks out and your client will cry while you argue mm. only for a judge to find different and also remember that um the fact that the judge finds against you does not mean that you're wrong mm. it simply means that she doesn't understand or agree with you. And sometimes it's because of backgrounds, you know, backgrounds informs perspectives mm-hmm. and judges who sit they are human mm-hmm. and they have to interpret this complicated thing called law. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of argument and convincing each other. And sometimes the fact that you failed to convince a judge does not necessarily mean you are wrong. It just
1: means they see it differently. That's true. That's true. And, and it's never personal. It never. Re- well, for for the attorney, I mean, for the client, it's personal. But for the attorney, <laughs> it's never personal. Now, I'm partial to um, Justice Albie Sachs um, of the Con Court, Formerly, I think of the Con Court. I'm also yes. partial to Justice Raulinga currently in Pretoria. And I also am a great admirer of. Mpofu and Nkayi uh, yes. uh, and I think at the moment those are the, the, the four people that I could say I look up to, and kind of think you know when I get a bit down when I get tired or whatever I look at. Yes. I think, let me carry on. Is there anybody like that for you?
0: Sure. Um, look, you see, you see, you mentioned Justice, former Justice Albie Sachs. Yes. What a brilliant brain! You know, I I I've had a one-on-one with um, Justice Albie. Mm um i've read his book i I've read some of his judgments, and he's such a pure man and I think if you know him personally, you see him in all his writings. you see his heart in his judgments mm. and I think for me that's the kind of jurist i i I, I picture myself to be you know um he he, he he's, he's about justice more than anything uh, he's about fairness. And we are not always right uh, on what we consider to be fair and what we consider to be just. Mm. But as long as it has that pure human touch, Mm. that feel that says the law was meant to transform the people, to put people on an equal footing and for fairness and justice then I think for me, if you have that philosophy to your practice and how you approach your practice, then you, you, you're you good, and that's what I see myself to be. So I would like in Albisex to be one of those people mm, whom mm, I think mm, I get inspired by in terms of the kind of tourist I am certainly working towards being, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think also um, it, it, it would be just Albisex and also i um i think in so far as the, the the practitioners which are currently um you know in practice i i i would more or less liken myself to um advocate Malika s c
1: mm. you know
0: i think he is he's such is such a such a well thought man you know <laughs> i think how he just you know um argues his cases and how he stands by his um his his argument is just inspiring for me. I think
1: it's it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's very very delicate task of being firm and still maintaining respect for yeah. the forum. That it's a very difficult thing to do, especially when you don't agree with the forum. You know, with the, and and I think they're very <laughs> good at doing that, yeah. being firm but really not uh, throwing the baby out with the with the bathwater kind of thing. I, I admire yeah, you for yeah. that.
2: Yeah. Yes, yes. These must be really difficult principles to learn. Can you imagine being in an argument with someone and you still try not to be impartial and rude? And (laughs) it must be really tough. And like, Nkobane, you're so young. I don't know how you do it. You know, it goes back to what you were saying earlier on, that when you're very young, people assume that... uh, You can't, you you, you don't know what you're talking about. You can't manage and, you know, uh, you know, listen, big ups to you. And honestly, I think this is an inspiration. Um, It's just going to almost quarter to eight o'clock right now. If you are joining us on VAWITH M88.1, that is our frequency. Um, And and, and before we, 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 we continue, let's just take a break and give you a breather. We'll be back in a moment. Listening to Law Focus? Connect with VowFM 88.1 on Twitter and Facebook. Be your own lawyer. Okay, welcome back. You're listening to Law Focus, as you just, as you just heard, with Tapa Mohapi and Millicent Ndeweni on VowFM 88.1. Remember, you are able to contact us if you would like to on 11 717 99. Alternatively, you can, you know, tweet us at Twitter using the hashtag LawFocus, at VowFM using the hashtag LawFocus, that is our Twitter platform, or on Facebook, we are VowFM. And we are available on live streaming as well, VowFM.co. Za, uh, we are in. Intervi- we are basically in a conversation with Ngobani Mugwena. He is a young legal practitioner. Um, if you've listened, his insight is really incredible. Um, we're having a really amazing conversation here. So just listen to get inspiration for yourself. Um, Ngobani, welcome back. Um, let's continue with with some of your critical thinking here. Um, I'm sure. You, you, you know, you've spoken about COVID earlier on, and it has not been kind to many people. Um, and and graduates are one of those who often struggle to get placed, you know, for training when they're looking for um, articles or pupillage. It's not easy. Um, you graduated in 2016, but someone can still, you know, after graduating in that year, be waiting six years to be able to get something. Um, yes. how, how do you encourage them right now in the crisis that we are in?
0: Yes, um, I, think, I think that's a very good question, um, Nelson, because the reality of the matter is uh, most young people are unemployed, whether in the legal fraternity or outside. You know, the economy is so bad that firms are not hiring. Um, it has gotten worse because of COVID nineteen, as you you correctly held. And um it's 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 quite um it's quite a, a, a quackmire. It's 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 a mess in, in the sense that many and many young people are not getting anywhere. So in in encouraging them, I think I would just use um A bit of an unorthodox thought when you come from a university in South Africa where we are not taught to, or we are not taught and prepared to be independent. We are often, if not always, um, prepared to be legal practitioners in law school. And no one will ever teach you that it's a business. At the end of the day, what you have to do is bring things into the firm. Um, do your work well, and bring fees into the firm. So there's a business part of it. And I think I think this is what I want to say to people who are perhaps unemployed and have LLB degrees: that everyone who's practicing law has an exact same asset as you. Mm. All you have to do is believe in yourself. Think beyond a job. Think beyond obtaining um, some assistance from someone. Think a bit independently. You don't need to have a lot of, you know, limitless resources. Think beyond that. Start questioning yourself. Look into yourself and see what abilities you have, what potential you hold. And just remember always the difference between you and a director of a law firm is simply that they are a director and you are not. But otherwise, there's nothing that makes you, you that distinguishes the two of you. You both hold the same asset, same knowledge, same skill set, and you can do what he's doing and sometimes you can do it even better. you just have to push yourself and the the, the entire mentality and this goes beyond the legal fraternity itself, the entire mentality of uh, looking for jobs and all of that is something that we really have to look into, and we can't even want to blame the education system it, if if it's like that in 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 university it's fine, but what are we doing about that because at the end of the day we hold an obligation to empower ourselves, so we need to start thinking differently, and it only takes one moment of you deciding to start so just that. That's all I'll say to anyone who's out there, anyone who's looking for employment for
1: four years and is not getting there. Yeah. Just start. M- Gopana, sure. Let me chime in there a little bit because I, I, you know, I really want to um, amplify what you're saying. You, you might be sitting there with an LLB and say, but I can't get articles. And I got my LLB in 2019, so I can't be an advocate without having to go through the long process of becoming yes. a newly long process. But yes. every day in South Africa, we have uh, protest marches we have people who don't have access to education all sorts yeah. of things like that uh, and those people can't access attorneys now of course you can't if you're not admitted as an attorney or advocate take the matter yes. to court but really your skills as a lawyer not necessarily as an attorney as just as a lawyer with an ROB, yes. you can yes. be of so much assistance to the citizens yeah. or the residents of those particular areas, your particular area. So you can organize, yeah. explain that, hang on, actually you've got the right to X, Y, and Z. Can we club together as a group and collect 100 Rand each or 50 Rand each and go and consult on this matter? Or go and take yeah. something, you know, there's, there, there's a gap for you if you have an LLB. I think that's my yeah. two cents anyway.
2: That's a good one. Exactly.
0: Exactly. exactly um, Look, you don't need to be an attorney. Neither do you need to be an advocate to appear at CCMA. Hmm. If you empower yourself with labor law, with your LLB degree, you can consult. Hmm. And you can do much. And that's, that's just an example. I mean, there, there are various things one can do with an LLB degree. Hmm. So I think that you capture quite, quite correctly what I, I, I am saying.
2: Hmm. Okay. Resilience is everything. Um, and 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 you know, before you opened Mukwena Nkopani Incorporated, um you share how you worked in forensic investigation as well as your favorites being corporate and commercial litigation. Um, yeah. opening a law firm, tell us quickly about that. Um, how challenging or easy is it? Financially, um, in terms of support, what are the important... If someone is listening right now and they've got this idea and they want to go it by themselves and they are ready to do that, what are the things that they should look out for?
0: Well, I think for me, um, the the greatest challenge of it all is the business part of it. Because we are taught to do law. We we are taught to solve complex legal problems. When we do our articles, that's what we are taught. But nobody teaches you that at the end of the day, you must deal. Nobody teaches you that at the end of the day, you must run a business, manage employees, um, ensure that at the end of the month, you have the salaries of, of the employees um, that you can pay, you know, and you must collect. This is a business. The marketing must be on point, um, stuff like that, you know. So. This you learn on the go and can be quite tricky. And for me, personally, it has been quite a challenge, but uh, especially when it comes to you know, staff management and, 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 and um, you know, getting, the, getting people to do things in the manner that you want to do things because um, you then step into this and suddenly you are a leader of, of, of so many people who are different, and you need to understand all these characters and how they can effectively work. Uh, towards the the better of the entire firm. So for me, that's been the real challenge. In so far as getting work, it has not necessarily been much of a challenge. As Seppo said earlier, there is a gap for any person with an LLB in the in, in the market. There is a gap. Whether it's in labor law, whether it's in divorces, whether it's in commercial, whether it's in civil, it, it, it's just there. You just need to find and share and once you get that hit on it and hammer hard, you know. So so that's not been a problem. But I think for me the biggest challenge is the business part of it because you learn on the go. So how do you overcome that? I think you keep yourself with as much knowledge as, as possible. It doesn't have to be through school. You can self-educate, read relevant books, look into how other people have done it. I've done my own study in terms of the kind of firm I want to build. And I look into the firms which are where I want to be. And I read a lot about people who are in the firm, people who started that firm, look into what they have had to go through, how did they get where they are, what can you take from their story and add into yours, which would aid your, your standing and your, 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 your path, where you want to go, you know? So I think equip yourself with as much relevant knowledge as possible, and discipline and focus are key components of building any successful um, consortium.
2: Okay, good one. Um, final question. Um, we all look at society and we, you know, there are things that might be good, but there's a lot of things that we see that might not be good. Um, when, you, when you observe what happens around you and those things that are close to your heart, how do you feel that the law can play a part in shaping and addressing those issues? Um, do you see a place for the law to be able to do that, considering that it sometimes comes across as very rigid?
0: Yeah, so you do come across um, those situations where you feel like you've reached a cul-de-sac insofar as getting aid from the law. When, when you look into it quite closely, you say, but this person deserves this. And I'll make an example. For example, if someone um, was, um, you know, occupying, say, a house and um, did not know that for them to own the house um, they have to transfer ownership from the previous owner into their own name and find the previous owner has passed away. This person stays with about four people or four children or five children in that house. This person is probably unemployed or has little, you know, makes little, you know, each month, you know. So they are in essence struggling and they come to court, but they only come to court four years later uh, because somehow someone is cleaning the the house or whatever the case may be. But when they come to court four years later, the court says, "But why did you not lodge a claim within three years of this arising?" And they say, "I didn't know that I should because I'm not, you know, I'm not affiliated or at, at, at abreast with the, the the law, you know." And and the court says, "But there's a prescription rule that says you must lodge a claim within three years from the date of the cause of action arising." But how could this person have possibly known, you know? And and. In 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 eventually the court rules that you can't lodge a claim, you can't have a case, you can't the court can't assist you, then eventually you end up being evicted, and you are evicted with kids. And these are uh, some of the touching issues that you 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 see, and that you can't possibly do anything about that but it it will hit you hard as a practitioner who has um, a heart for the people and uh, who wants to assist especially if it's those you may know personally or those who are close to you you know so for me you you do come across this but at the end of the day your hands become tight because there's not much you can do
2: mm. wow thank you so much Nkoppani. we appreciate having you on VAWFM Law Focus tonight and you sharing your your journey with us and inspiring many other people who are listening, other young people who are graduates and still unemployed, wanting to get into the legal uh, field. We appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, thank you very much Nkoban for taking your evening to come and speak to us. It's been very informative and we really enjoyed speaking to you. Almost. I could almost overlook your buccaneer tendencies after this interview. But <laughs> I can't. All. I can't. But almost, almost. But thank you for coming through.
2: Okay, yeah, profile interviews are interesting, aren't they? Um, Learning from other people's experiences, um, drawing strength from their stories and how they uh, overcame their struggles. Most of our characters are built from these challenges um, that that we go through that are difficult. Um, Continue to pursue your dreams, your passions, irrespective of the obstacles that uh, you encounter along the way. It's very important. And that was uh, Nkobani Mukwena's journey. Um, It can be just as encouraging as yours yours can be just as encouraging as his rather we thank him for sharing his encounter with us tonight and with that said this is all that we have time for this evening Law Focus will be back next week, uh, next week Tuesday. Stay tuned. We have really fascinating topics coming up uh, throughout this month. And for the rest of the year, you don't want to miss it. Rather not miss it, I, I suggest. From our team, our producer, Rifile Mekwa, our technical producer, Kutrano Sirame, as well as our presenters, Tsepo Mohapi, and myself, Millicent Ndiweni. Thank you so much for tuning into Law Focus tonight. Till next time. Good night.
1: Good night. Long Focus Podcast.